buddy? Hi, guys. Well, from a gorgeous, but maybe schizophrenic in weather terms, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about people who claim to know things that they don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> there is a... There, there's a certain type of person. Maybe it's you. Uh, maybe it's me. Ooh. Who, uh, who can't stand the idea that uh, that someone would know that they don't know something. Mm. And uh, a new and- a new uh, research study has come out that is a very that has some very interesting insights into that type of person. Hmm. Especially when it, as it pertains to their religious beliefs. So, we will chat about Fascinating. that Fascinating later stuff. on. All right. Well, cool. Well, in the meantime, Dan. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote Donald Trump a letter. Oh. This, this, uh, I'm guessing recently. he's getting quite a few letters these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not all as um, sort of fawning. <laughs> as as this one, uh, oh, th- th- this it's comes... one of those. <laughs> um, this was written by um, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano, oh. um, Catholic Archbishop. Oh, um, th- that's the best kind of Archbishop, if you <laughs> ask me. Who um, he he has some ideas that he wanted to share with Donald Trump about oh God. the coronavirus pandemic, about Black Lives Matter, oh, um, and sort of their connect. The, these two things, these two, um, uh, yeah, things that are happening in our in our world and in our in our in our country, um, and uh, and how they relate to the deep state. Oh, okay. oh, the deep state. The deep state, Dan. It's a very, very real thing yeah, that apparently, only a certain segment of our society actually talks about. Yeah, and apparently uh, the coronavirus pandemic and uh, the protests uh, that have come about uh, due to uh, the murder of, of George Floyd right. um, are all part of a deep state plot to hurt the president's re-election. <laughs> and I have the letter. This is from an archbishop? It's from an archbishop. Apparently, maybe, I mean, he still holds the title archbishop, I guess. Uh, he's retired currently. Oh. Uh, but he's one of these uh, Catholic figures who stands in sort of um, contrast to Pope Francis, who, oh, yeah. you know, like Pope Francis has actually come out and said things about the black lives matter black lives matter protests in support of sort of this movement of anti-racism that that's that's really you know gaining a lot of both attention and steam and support yeah um and uh and so pope francis is on sort of that side and apparently there is like this conservative nut job side of the catholic church which of course makes I mean, you just say the words and it makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I wasn't aware that that wasn't the only side. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I guess Pope Francis is actually more of the surprising side. Um, (laughs) But nonetheless, um, the letter is insanity. I actually have a copy 
of it. And I, I went okay. through and I marked some some of the parts that I really like, um, or at least um, I don't really like what he's saying, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yes. Um, he says highlights. Uh, highlights. Uh, he says there are those who serve themselves. Um, he said there are two sides, right? Uh, let, let me let me back up in the letter just a little bit. He's he's sort of setting up this like this dynamic of there being two sides. There's the there's sort of the 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 offspring of the woman and the offspring of the serpent, right? Oh um, God! On the one hand, though, there are those who, although they have a thousand defects and weaknesses, are motivated by a desire to do good, to be honest, to raise a family, to engage in work to give prosperity to their homeland help the needy um and on the other hand there are those who serve themselves who do not do not hold any moral principles who want to demolish the family <laughs> and the nation exploit workers to make themselves unduly wealthy foment <laughs> internal divisions and wars and accumulate power and money guess what side he puts wow. donald trump He's not putting him in the most obvious side, which is, you know, people who don't have any moral principles and exploit right. workers yeah. and foment internal divisions and wars and accumulate power and money. He's not putting him on that side. <laughs> no. He actually has he's the saying, audacity to say that's saying, clearly Mr. not President, you. Mr. President, you may not be aware of this, but here, <laughs> there's this group of people. You, you wouldn't even know that they exist because you're so saintly, but right. there's this group of people... Who, unlike you, right. are re are super interested oh. in their own personal gain and ripping other people off so that they be become for <laughs> so their own it's aggrandizement. Amazing. It's amazing, right? Wow. Um, uh, he says, in society, Mr. President, these two opposing realities coexist as eternal enemies. And it appears that the children of darkness, whom we may easily identify with the deep state which you wisely oppose and which is fiercely <laughs> waging war against you in these days have decided to show their cards by revealing their plans, right? <laughs> um, so apparently, Lord. apparently these plans are um, the, to take this COVID emergency, right? Which is, you know, uh, he says, uh, let, oh, let's see. He, we will also discover that these that the riots in these days were provoked by those who, seeing that the virus is inevitably fading and that the social arm of the pandemic is waning, necessarily have had to provoke civil disturbances. It is quite wow. clear that the use of street protests is instrumental to the purposes of those who would like to see someone elected in the upcoming presidential elections who embodies the goals of the deep state. It will not be surprising if in a few months we learn once again that hidden behind these acts of vandalism and violence, there are those who hope to profit from the dissolution of the social order so as to build a, wo a world without freedom. Wow. That's a hell of a thing. How do you look at these current events <laughs> and come up with this? I don't know. Monsignor like, QAnon is, uh, is definitely... <laughs> Smoking his own his own <laughs> pipe there. It gets, I, it gets better, Dan. Oh, there's more? There's more. He says, just as there is a deep state, there is also a deep church that betrays what? its duties. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which oh, I'm so happy. It, we've gone full Dan Brown now. <laughs> and Sorry, keep going. And forswears its proper commitments before God. Thus, the invisible enemy whom good rulers fight against in public affairs is also fought against by good shepherds in the ecclesiastical sphere. Says, wow. <laughs> this is amazing. For the first time, okay, 
the United States has in you a president who courageously defends the right to life, who is not ashamed to denounce the persecution of Christians throughout the world, who speaks of Jesus Christ and the right of Christians to, uh, to freedom of worship. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, and then he sort of, this is what I will read of his in conclusion because he keeps going. Uh, he says, I believe that the attack to which you were subjected after your visit to the National Shrine of St. John Paul II is part of the orchestrated media which seeks not to fight racism and bring social order, but to aggravate dispositions, not just not to bring justice, but to legitimize violence and crime. What's really crazy that i just thought of is that there actually is a deep state problem like there is a state there's a group of people working against american interests to foment like american uh uh problems but it's not our state it's it's russian right you know what i mean like there is a group of people who is working on this it's just not liberals in the united states it's no. a bunch of russians yeah clearly like anyway which makes me sound like like when i say that i sound like a conspiracy theorist but we know that that happened right it's it not, is happening it's not a conspiracy theory right it's a it's when a fact evidence. that has been that has been proven in u.s right. congress by people trying to disprove it right this so. isn't just conjecture followed by conjecture based on conjecture right right so Oh my God! But anyway, that's amazing, though. I love that priest. Well, and like, like the like the one thing Donald Trump needs <laughs> is is anybody like uh, giving him some narrative of like his like divine role or something. Right. Like he a man who's already like so completely fucking full of himself in every other way, and now he's god's servant sent to vanquish and like oh he has surrounded himself by that narrative that is i that know is literally I know. like every right. you you know every pastor that's allowed into the white house is yeah. allowed the the pat the the password that they have to use is trump is actually god <laughs> well now anyway. add the catholics yeah exactly well that's that or is a just catholic at least that's cute as can be <laughs> anyway, uh, I am going to talk a little bit about another religion, the Sikh faith, uh, oh, yeah. which, you know, nice folks. I, yeah. I love their food. Um, anyway, apparently they've been suffering under a of crazed problem for the last three months uh, that nobody, I hadn't heard about at all, which is that Facebook and Instagram had blocked the hashtag, hashtag seek. For three oh. months, that has been blocked. Why? Apparently, it, what they're claiming is that someone just, uh, uh, like, complain, someone, someone uh, re reported the hashtag, and, uh, and someone there, you know, upon reviewing it said, yeah, no, and blocked the hashtag completely. This is absolutely bizarre. Sikh, Sikh, Sikhism, all of those things were apparently uh, just just talking about them 
was uh, was apparently outside of Facebook and Instagram's uh, standards. I don't understand. Like for how? three whole months, based on what? Nothing. They're now Facebook and Instagram are now uh, they're the same company. Facebook is now uh, apologizing and I saying that profusely. it was You'd think they're just saying it was a mistake. It, but boy, for an entire uh, ancient religion to suddenly be just cut out of of, of a hashtag, and like one of the nice ones, yeah, right? right? Like like like. <laughs> Not a very problematic religion. I mean, all religions problematic, but like, yeah. if you gotta pick one, they're not so bad. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing because, yeah, for a, for three months, if you tried to use that hashtag, a a uh, an error message would come up and just say that. Uh, and apparently, the whole post would be hidden because of quote unusual activity, like being Sikh. Or having the audacity to talk about a brown religion. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of amazing that this was allowed to happen, and equally amazing that we didn't hear about it in a time when people, you know, I guess there are well, other things that people are talking about. How could you? How could you? The hashtag was broken. Right. <laughs> That's right. How are you going to find any information without a goddamn hashtag? Yeah. Yeah, amazing, oh, wow. and and all of this comes right as uh, the the uh, there was I guess right now is about the time when a uh, a Sikh genocide was happening in 1984. So oh. everybody wanted so all of these Sikh people wanted oh, to god. talk about that. Oh god! And uh, yeah, apparently they were they were being prevented. They can do it now. Congratulations, <laughs> Sikhs! You can talk about your genocide again. Wow. Well, that's twice. Yeah. All right, Dan. A mm-hmm. new poll. A new poll with uh, findings. Oh, about, you love a good poll. About Americans and uh, their their perception of Trump, right? Oh. This actually is kind of an interesting one to follow up from like my, my, my first story. Uh-huh. Um, so apparently, according to, uh, let's see, a Politico morning consult poll that was released Monday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, um, they found that 27% of Americans see Trump as a man of faith. 27? 27. I would say interesting. That's not the number I thought it would be. That I've, sounds low. Sounds low, right? Well, I mean, um, it sounds like high considering nobody should see that guy as a man of faith. But <laughs> right. A lot it's of people have delusions. Yeah. So it's both a shocking and strangely reassuring number. Yeah. Um, it's uh, apparently yeah. So twenty-seven percent of respondents somewhat or strongly agree that Trump is religious. Fifty-five uh, percent uh, somewhat or strongly disagree with that statement. Interesting. Um, about a third of Christians see Trump as religious. Interesting. Only a third of Only Christians. Only a third of Christians. 50% wow. of Christians say he is not. Yeah. 40% of evangelicals. Thank you for waking up, you guys. That's really good. <laughs> We've it's... been here this whole time. Welcome. <laughs> 40% of evangelicals agreed uh, or, or agreed with the statement that Trump was a man of faith. Uh, 33% okay. on that one disagreed. Well, um, that's actually crazy too. Like, yeah, that's a that 
like evangelicals are his base. If he's if his like yeah. if his popularity is eroding with them, he's fucked. Yeah. Uh, and just in case you want to know about the timing of the poll, it was taken after uh, Donald Trump visited um, the let's see the the shrine that we talked about, the Catholic oh, shrine. Oh yeah, to, and did the and did the the, the awkward Bible the, holding. Yeah, at St. John's Episcopal Church. Uh, both in Washington, D.C. Um, wow. So, yeah. So that was after that stunt and the clearing the 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 crowd with the flat, you know, peacefully gathered crowd with uh, uh, what were they called? Flashbangs and, um, and, and, and tear gas. Tear and gas whatnot. and whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, they're claiming it's not tear gas. Don't worry. It was only uh, it was only pepper spray. Like <laughs> like that's so much better. It was just bear mace. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Jesus. It wasn't a war crime. It was just a hateful, awful. It was just a terrible thing to do. Yeah. 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 Well, the, you know what? That is interesting about the timing because it's the stunt was so obviously they're done to appeal to them and to say mm-hmm. to signal I'm Christian like you guys. Absolutely. And it apparently ain't worked a t- at all. Ain't worked a tit. That's, yeah, that's that's that seems to have been what came out of my mouth. I'm not going to own it, but that seems to have been what actually happened in my face. Okay. I do like the phrase "ain't worked a tit" though, and I think we should start saying it. Let's put it on a T-shirt. That ain't worked a tit. It's <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Oh, Lord. Uh, I guess I should do another story then. It is your turn. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about a guy named Mark Janney. He's an atheist uh, who went to jail. Uh, Not all atheists are law abiding. And he, in 2015, was released. And his parole officer told him that uh, if he wanted to remain out of prison, he, uh, he would have to go and live at a rescue mission which is a, uh, a homeless shelter for Christians. Oh, God. And, of course, that shelter has certain rules, and those rules require residents to participate in worship services. Mm. Well, uh, he said, how about this? I will do not that, and let's come up with a different, uh, a, a different possibility. Yeah. Uh, which they, to which they said, a new. Um, Oh, God. He he sued, but uh, did not have the funds for a lawyer. Apparently, he represented himself, um, and the district court eventually dismissed the case. But the ACLU has taken up the banner and is appealing that ruling. Uh, so Good. that's a that 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 means a lot. That means something very different is happening now. So he's so back in jail. He's back what, in prison. Yes. Oh, I don't. Uh, he. Uh, no, uh, he he actually, um, yeah, he was he was sent back to prison for five more months. Jesus after Christ, that. Jesus! So five months of his life taken away because he doesn't want to pretend to believe in Jesus, uh, which is uh, pretty astounding. You know, so um, God, that sucks. Good for him. Yeah, that, I mean, taking a stand and like. Yeah. And just re- flat refusing because a lot of people I think would just be like, well, fuck it. I'll just suck it up. And it's mm-hmm. five, it's five months, but then I'm, I'm done. Right. And I don't and have when, to go back and, to that place. Yeah. And once somebody's out, 
to tell them, oh no, but here, but we're going to still control your life. Yeah. Uh, and control even, even like matters of conscience. Yeah. Is, is astounding. So it does say a lot about Christianity that prison was preferable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't disagree. It depends on what, what church you go to. But if they, if they were like, do you want to stay in jail for five more months or you have to be a Mormon for five more months? I'd, I'd be like, uh, I don't know uh, who has the better food. I don't know. It, it'd be a, it, I'd, I'd have to do some serious soul searching on that. I'm pretty sure it's prison food. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably, it's both green jello with carrots in it. Probably. Right. So yeah, it's, it's the same. Oh God. That's amazing. Yikes. All right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the the great senator. Oh, uh, he is a peach. South Carolina, Lindsey oh, yes. Graham. Um, he's he's quite possibly about to have a little bit of a problem on his hand hands, and this is um, this is one of those scenarios that years ago I was always a little uncomfortable with. Um, yeah, has to do with sort of the outing, um, the gay outing or being outed as a gay man yeah. uh, against your will. Um, but uh, when, when it comes to somebody like a Lindsey Graham, yeah. um, who has done so much uh, to uh, work against to harm LG- gay people, to get harm gay people, he, he's, he's, he pa- has helped pass legislation that damages the LGBT and other minority communities. Um, and so this has... Um, a certain uh, gay porn star, uh, all what, all up in arms. Um, he he has been calling on on Twitter. He, he says there is a homophobic Republican sinner who is no better than Donald Trump, who keeps passing legislation uh, that da- that is damaging to the LGBT community. Every sex worker I know has been hired by this man. Wondering <laughs> if enough of us spoke out, if that could get him out of office, right? Uh, wow. He says, I cannot do this alone. If you'd be willing to stand with me against LG, please let me know. Well, there's only one senator whose who initials are LG. Those, yeah. And apparently out in the uh, gay sex worker uh, community of, I guess, probably Washington, D.C., um, they all refer to Lindsey Graham as Lady G. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two different ways. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's astounding. I just, but, you know, uh, first of all, it would explain a lot. I mean, the man's name is Lindsey. That right there should have been the tip off. Jesus. Also, have you seen he's been coloring his hair different lately? I don't know. I just no, think I I, <laughs> I, th- I think that like um, if it's true, right, that Lindsey Graham is a closeted gay man. Right. Um, then I think and, and he hires sex workers um, and is a, a, a hypocrite of that proportion. Right. Yeah. Um, then. um he deserves whatever he gets, and if these he guys needs, yeah. want to out him, I think uh, I think it's great, and I think that it's uh, it's about time 
that people who have traded um, their identity, their integrity, um, their real selves for power, that they deserve no sort of normal protections of, that, that the gay community could possibly extend them. I, I 100% agree. I, so. I think if you are a hypocrite and, you know, you're hurting people. Yeah. Uh, and those people are the people that you should most be protecting because you're them. Then fuck you. You deserve what you get. You've made your bed. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, yeah, I, I hope somebody gets video. I hope. That's, oh, God. I, I hope somebody <laughs> like just gets him now if that video exists well the problem is that if somebody actually has video of that then they can just have whatever they want you know what i mean they 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 could use it to help the country by getting rid of the jerk or they can just become a millionaire and they get they you know they just get a lot life in the lap of luxury for the rest of their lives and frankly i i think a lot of people would choose that well fine <laughs> anyway uh i have uh i uh i have report of wonderful wonderful news oh from from the land of tanzania uh that beautiful african country uh they have uh achieved a miracle oh, and what's that, that is they have eliminated covid COVID-19 is gone from Tanzania. Oh, Isn't just like w- uh, New Zealand. They did it. Yes, they went about it a, a, a slightly different way, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the way that they went about it, and I, think, and I think that the rest of the world should look into this, is that they prayed. Uh, <laughs> their, their, their president, John Magufuli, called on the country to pray three days of just solid prayer. Uh, was it three days? It was something like that. Now I can't see it. Anyway, uh, anyway, they prayed hard. And then they just made sure to crack down on any information about positive tests in the country. (laughs) And if you do that, then there's no COVID-19 anywhere in the country. There's no new recorded cases. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's he, that's fascinating. They uh, they refused to shut down the uh, the churches, the mosques, the pubs, the restaurants. Those are all those have all been up and running the whole time. Uh, and apparently, uh, the neighboring countries are not pleased about this. Including uh, in one day, they tested fifty Tanzanian truck drivers uh, as, or they tested a bunch of Tanzanian truck drivers as they crossed the border into Kenya and uh-huh. 50 of them tested positive in oh. one day. Oh, so, no. uh, yeah. Tanzania is probably suffering from one of the worst outbreaks in the Ugh. world. Oh man. But we're not allowed to know about it because, uh, all of the testing is being suppressed. God, people make me sick, but the praying, the praying Frank, maybe it's working. <laughs> maybe it's helping. <laughs> We can all we can all just oh, hope. Prayer, prayer is an amazing thing. Yeah, prayer. You know, I, 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 I'm a big believer in prayer personally. Absolutely, it's uh, it's it's what holds the world together. 
I just, you know, like <laughs> whenever my tummy doesn't feel too good. Oh, sure. Say a prayer. Oh, please, Jesus. Say a don't prayer th- to Pepto. Don't let this get bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, our country sort of flirted with the same methodology, but it unfortunately we didn't we weren't able to do it so oh, so now we we, suck. we have we're, 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 we're utah's having a delightful big spike of it right now that's fun <sighs> i know well <laughs> kids uh, if you want to tell us how your country's handling the covid 19 thing uh no bragging kiwis come on uh please feel <laughs> free to write into us podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah! Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. There's a closed group, but we will let you in. Also find us at, on Twitter at TGIAtheist. Yeah! More to come. Dan. Yeah. Um, Mr. Rick Wiles. Oh, the a wily fellow he is. Hateful Rick Wiles. Um, he, but uh, only if you're like a Jew or something. He, he, he or loves... anybody who's not just a white Christian, to be honest. Or a liberal. Or yeah. a woman. Yeah. Or black person. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. White, white, white conservative, conservative Christian. Christians. Uh, he he's he's he he's fond might of. be okay with you. I bet he yeah. could still find reasons to not like you because that's kind of just what he does. Right. Um, but anyway, he has some things uh, to say about you know tactics, I guess that Trump uh, could take um, and, and sure. against liberals and uh, liberal activists. And I think I think it bears noting that this man has been to the White House, uh, Trump's White House, yeah. several times and has, like, credentials to go to places like Davos under the White House banner. So yeah. it's not like he doesn't... Like, he's talking as a person who knows... who who has spoken with Trump personally yeah. while he's been president. So that makes it even more fun. Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah. We were concerned as conservatives. You're going to have a far-left uh, regime in power that is going to try to round up conservatives, confiscate guns, put people in in detention detention centers and so forth. You know what? This is turning out to be Haman's gallows. What they planned for the church, for conservatives, for patriots, what they planned is going to be flipped around on them. Mm. There's a... Republican president in the White House right now who's brought the military in. You know who's going to get rounded up? The left. The communists. The people who are burning down the country. That's who's going to get rounded up. This thing is completely flipped on them. And I have to think that privately... Last night, a lot of them were starting to become afraid. I'm talking not the thugs in the street. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the leaders, the ones who know that their names are linked to these organizations, secretly linked, that their bank accounts, the flow of money, the meetings, the the trail of emails, text messages, 
that if the federal government comes in and begins a serious investigation, it's going to lead to some very powerful people. And the U.S. government is going to seize their bank accounts, seize their assets and put some of these people in prison. If the U.S. military gets involved in this insurrection in the terms of finding who is carrying it out. Right. The moment they shoot a soldier. The, the game changes. The game changes, doesn't it? The moment they kill American troops in the streets, this game changes completely because now the military is going to hunt them down. I know my enemies watch me. And I hope I hope you I hope you soiled your pants. I hope you're scared right now because the pendulum is swinging. You've been you've been ripping this country apart for decades. You've been harassing God-fearing men and women, smearing people's names and reputations, fomenting sedition and revolution, poisoning the minds of children, defiling people's souls, and now you're on the verge of being outed. Wow. Yeah. I just think, I, I, where does your brain have to be to start by going... You know, these bad guys, they were going to take us, and they were going to hang us, and they were going to round us up, and they were going to kill us. Right. But instead, we're going to do it to them! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Well, it's Heyman's Gallows. Oh, my God. Right. I don't, I don't even know that reference. I, <laughs> Apparently, I, I had to look a, it up. It's, it's a biblical reference, it's right? It's a biblical reference. Uh, he's Heyman was the, um, the main antagonist in the Book of Esther. Apparently. Okay, um, and my um, what I'm gathering very quickly because I just did it while while listening and I was still trying to listen was that he built some gallows that ended up being used on him. Okay, I think Great. that's what the story is. Uh, but um, so and that would fit with what uh, Rick Wiles right. is talking about, and that's why my quick skimming. I think that's what I the just think. It's amazing. He was he's so incensed that this thing that was never going to happen was going to happen yeah. that the, the the bad guys were going to do this and then has no sense anywhere around him that if we do it we're the bad guys <laughs> it's just when we do it it's good of course but if they do it then that's it's awful. how it always works right <laughs> like yeah anyway oh my yeah, god he's, he's so the pendulum is swinging yeah, yeah, actually, it does feel like the pendulum is swinging. You, yeah, you shit, has he noticed what direction that pendulum's going? Because <laughs> um, it's not going the way you think it's going, buddy. Oh God, and it's not going toward him and his ilk being strung up in no. in, in, in the gallows. I mean, that's no. that's oh. that's not that's not anybody's you know end. End game or desire no. or, or like all we want is to all just fucking live in in peace with each other, right? I mean that if if you just overly simplify the desires of the left, I think that's what it is, right? Let's that's just, the basic thing, yeah. Let, everybody, let's, everybody's let's just reasonably being, taken care of yeah. and able to live in peace. I yeah. uh, I I do think though that if he ended up in a gallows, I wouldn't be too upset about it. I'm not <laughs> suggesting it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not claiming that anyone should do it, but if it were to happen, 
Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be crying about it. That's all I'm I, saying. I wouldn't want it to look like anything that he's ever predicted for himself. I would say if he stepped out in front of a bus and got hit by it, I'm not going to shed a tear. No, no. Right. I, you know, maybe like, he creates. Maybe it'll be Heyman's gallows for himself. He'll create these gallows for all these communists that he's worried about. <laughs> I don't know any communists, but apparently they're out there. Uh, but then maybe when. You know, the world gets a little nicer and his his buddy Trump is voted out and, you know, Black Lives Matter, even to NASCAR, he'll maybe he'll find a use for those gallows that he's being that he's building for other people. So, Frank, uh, we had some uh, some people writing into us, calling into us. We have some some correspondence is what I'm getting at. Yeah, Um, I'll start with uh, with Will, who wrote to us an email, said, hey, TGIA. Today, and, and by the way, from the rhetoric, I can tell this is not an American writing to us. Oh, okay. Will doesn't tell us uh, where from where he's writing, but, uh, but anyway, here we go. Today I just finished my final exam for a quantum mechanics paper I was taking this semester, and my mom this morning told me that she would pray for me to do well in the exam. I'm in the fourth year of my degree, and every time I do well in a difficult assignment or exam, my parents generally make some comment like, I put one up for you, meaning a prayer. Ugh. They know I don't believe in any higher power, and I generally just shrug, off, shrug their comments off. However, today, I found it particularly grating and actually asked her not to pray. <laughs> I feel like they're undermining the amount of work I put into my studies and trying to convert me by showing me that every time they pray, I somehow do well. I know they do it because they think they're helping me, but they are not. Is it appropriate to ask them to stop? I don't really care if they pray or not. I just don't want them telling me about it anymore. So, yeah. Uh, Will, thanks for writing in. It's a tough situation because, yes, what's happening is... They're not letting you have the credit for the work that you're doing. And that work sucks. Yeah. That feels like shit. (sighs) So it might be an interesting thing to do to just have that conversation with them. Just say, listen, here's what I hear when you say that. When you tell me I prayed for you and that's why you did well, what I hear is I don't acknowledge the hard work that you put in. I'm giving someone else credit for you doing well. And that Mm. hurts my feelings. I feel like if you, if you spell it out for them that way, rather than making it about the prayer, like don't make it, if you make it about prayer, then it's about their religion, you know, you not believing in their religion and you attacking their religion and blah, blah, blah. And they're not going to respond well to that. But if you make it about your feelings, I think they might be uh, a little more open to understanding. I don't know your parents, but it uh, wouldn't work with mine. Well, it's not going <laughs> to stop them from praying, but it might be what makes them understand. Like maybe stop flaunting it and throwing it in your face. Right. It might be what makes them understand why their incessant like telling you about it makes you feel bad. Because that's the problem here. The problem isn't the praying. They they want what's best for you. It's the one way they know to to try and enact that. I get it. You're not going to stop that. Mm. And you shouldn't stop it. it. It's harmless. But they need to know what it's making you feel rather than like, oh, the boy just hates it when we... He just hates Jesus and he hates you yeah. know, our religion and that it just hurts my feelings so much. Instead of making it a, a you know a battle of atheist versus religious person, 
just tell just tell them about your feelings. It's it's harder. Yeah. It feels more vulnerable. But uh, I I am guessing that would have a better effect. Yeah, if you can get them to just not tell you about their prayers, I think that would be a win. Yeah, totally. Because totally. yeah, it's a total dick thing. And it doesn't hurt to on, say, on look, part. I understand that you are doing this because you want to help and because and because you love me. You know what I mean? Start start by start preface it with that. Just acknowledge their lived experience and then tell them about yours. And uh and maybe they'll be able to hear you and maybe they won't and uh I hope I hope something can can be arrived at. Um we also had a voicemail, did we not? Yes, we do. Uh, this is from Donnie, longtime listener of the show. Oh, we and, love Donnie. And he, he calls from time to time and, and yeah. shares stories and, and, and whatnot that's happening in his life. This is, um, yeah, the, 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 he's going to get into some pretty deep Mormon stuff here. Oh, yeah. Um, he, di- he dives <laughs> deep into like um, Mormon theology. Yeah. So like the, the gist of it is, and as, and as he references, this is about... Um, Mormon temple marriages and how they work, right? Yeah, w- because those are, to... those are not just for here. Oh, no, no, right. no. A oh, temple yeah. marriage is for eternity. Yes. But and there's so some you, complexities you to it, and Donnie's to about to get sealed. into it. Yeah, together as a family forever. Right. Which And because of Mormonism's roots in polygamy, there's some weird stuff with how some of this works. So. Yeah, because they had to figure out who went with whom. Well, if, let's just listen. Let's just yeah, let's yeah. let's just hear a story. Hey guys, it's Donnie in Mount Shasta, California. Again. Um, anyway, so I've been listening to uh, some of your older episodes, and I've noticed that there's a theme that any time the concept of polygamy comes up, you discuss the the idea of how men can be sealed to multiple women if their first wife dies for whatever reason, and and all that. But that women don't have the same privilege. So I actually come from a family where my mother's first husband died, and I have four siblings who uh, were his children and adopted by them that were sealed to them before he passed away. Here's the odd thing about it, though. My mother remarried and had four more kids, of which I am number three. And the weird thing about it is I am not even sealed to my birth father. I am actually sealed to her first husband. And when I was first informed of this, um... They're temple married and everything. My father's a Mormon in good standing. They both are. But when I was first informed of this, it made me cry because this guy I didn't even know was supposedly going to be my my eternal dad. Um, and like uh, Frank always says, I was always told it'll be taken care of during the millennium. Don't worry about it. So I just thought that's a little tidbit that a lot of people don't know, that even the later children, I don't know if this is still the policy, but even the later children of a woman with a deceased husband are actually sealed to the deceased husband. Anyway, have a good one. Love the show as always. Talk to you guys later. Oh, Donnie, I feel, <laughs> I feel so bad for you. That's, that's like, oh, oh, what a what a f- shitty thing to grow up with. It's a that I, is a crazy what mind a horrible fuck message right there. to a kid. Oh my god, I've never uh, thought of that because it, yeah, but like. Yeah, well, unfortunately, he says it, and the it woman makes total is... sense, right? In sort of that Mormon think, right? Yeah, of like how these things work in in the afterlife. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like, yeah, if you, <sighs> yeah, because a woman can only be sealed to one guy. Uh, yeah. So, if she wants to stay sealed to her previous family, 
and, and have her those new family. Yeah. And have those kids still <laughs> sealed to her. Now, the, 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 the wackadoo thing is um, the position that, that Donnie's actual father was in. Right? And the things that he agreed to when he got into oh that my marriage. God, it's just nuts. That is so rough. So, so rough. And here's the other thing. The great he's just going to be a brother, uncle, or an uncle brother? <laughs> Sister wife? Oh, oh my so God. A, a brother husband? A brother husband. I, I, <laughs> I look at that, and I just think, you know, I there's this neat trick that Mormons are able to do. I did it when I was a Mormon, which is not to ask too many questions right. about the afterlife, because it all breaks down real, real quick if you just actually delve into the logic of it. <laughs> like... Families are supposed to be together forever, but if I'm supposed to be together with my mom and she's supposed to be together with her mom and there's right. like, is it just one big clusterfuck? Except that no, because we're all supposed to have our own like universes to create, our own planets and our own things to populate. And it, none of it has ever made any sense at all. Right. But once you start actually having to delve into the problems of like, People, things like Donnie's mom, that it gets nutso. And but, so, sorry, Donnie, that your dad yeah. isn't your real dad. That yeah. sucks. Ugh. But that's good. what the millennium's for. It's what the millennium... They'll clean it all up. <laughs> it's, there's, there's, they'll, they'll figure it all out. They'll sort the, of... They've got a thousand years. The earth years. will be as an ur- I can't even say the words anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thanks for calling, Donnie. Do we have any folks to thank today? We do, Dan. Uh, we have a list today. Oh! Remarkable. Uh, we Let's see. We have... Uh, so, yes, these are new patrons on Patreon. These are supporters of the show, members of the TGIA community uh, who yeah. went to thankgodimatheist.com and clicked on the support tab. And we have... Let's see. We have one new deacon uh, okay. by the name of Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, we have two new teachers. Ooh. By the name uh, names of Travis and James. Excellent. Thanks Thank to both you. of you. We actually have a new patriarch, Dan. Oh my god. Patriarchs goodness. don't happen very often, so this is this is awesome. Um, we have Randy, a new patriarch. Randy, you don't even know, man. You get it's to, amazing. Like, you you're, are... you're like you're like a psychic now. Yeah. You tell people their futures, man. Yeah, you, you sir, are a fortune teller. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Uh, in Mormondom, you are now uh, one of the one of the greats. And we actually have another who didn't select a pledge level, uh, but I guess would have uh, would have qualified as a patriarch, and that's uh, somebody by the name of Gilbo. So, oh. um, but uh, they they sort of selected their own amount. And uh, didn't select a, a, a tier. So, but thank you, Gilbo, as well. Amazing, um, absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, so like I said, if you'd like to, to join up with these kind folk, just go to thankgodimatheist.com, uh, click on the support tab. There's also a PayPal route that you can go if you want to send a one-time donation, um, or sign up monthly on PayPal too. Plenty of people do that. Um, and then um, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior. Davis! Davis! Well, uh, thank you all so much. We love you dearly. Uh, congratulations on being able to give us blessings now. And you are <laughs> blessing us. And uh, there's more to come.
Dan. Hey. I apparently there's this thing where the people sometimes do where they uh act like they know something that they don't know. And then uh, who called, would ever do such a thing? You I guess it's called overclaiming, right? Yes. Um and you brought this uh study to my attention that sort of looked at um a group of believers, right? A couple of groups of believers, um, a couple as it of turns groups, out. That, that, that's right. Um, who were basically presented with a bunch of biblical stories, right? And in the yeah. mix were fake biblical stories. And yeah, so tell, this tell us a, a little bit more about this. Tell us how it, this all works. This comes from psycholo- psychology today, or psychology today, if you want to have fun with the pronunciation. And it is a, it's a study that was done uh, by a group... Let's see, uh, from University of Nevada, Reno, Um, and they what they decided to do was test uh, what is called social dominance orientation, um, which is which is a personality trait uh, that basically sees the world as um, as or at least sees human society as being something that is organized into a hierarchy system. Uh, Sort of talks about what what rung uh, on the social ladder you are, that sort of thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And common among people who exhibit uh, social dominance orientation is a characteristic known as self-enhancement. And that self-enhancement is the tendency to see oneself in an overly favorable or undeservedly favor- favorable light. Uh, okay. And I've known some people like this. Right? <laughs> and... Uh, and also common among the and also common in that set is the tendency to claim that they know things that they don't know. Uh, oh, I can't wow. think okay. of a single person of prominence that we've been that that has haunted our country for three years now uh, who would fall into that category, <laughs> but they apparently exist anyway. Okay, uh, okay. So so yes, like you say, what they did was they took a bunch of. Uh, a list of like of 73 items from the bible and asked people to rate their uh their knowledge of these stories and you know it's 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 items like noah's ark or the 10 commandments or whatever and you would say you're either zero meaning you've never heard of that or six meaning you're very familiar with that uh hmm. and some of them okay. were were really obvious and some were very obscure and as you say a group of them were fake, and so what? So they so these people thought that they were taking sort of a you know a Bible literacy quiz when actually they were taking a quiz on how willing they are to claim that they know something that doesn't exist that they couldn't possibly <laughs> know, and uh, and of course a, a group of people were uh, much more willing to uh, to claim that they knew something uh, than the others. And that was interesting because then they because they asked other questions uh, that that were not related to Bible stories within this study. And one of the questions was, uh, they 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 sort of asked people to uh, to say whether they supported or didn't support a few statements. And some of those statements were things like, "quote I swell with pride when a member of my religion uses violence to get our message across." Ugh. Or, conversely, I feel ashamed when someone acts aggressively in the name of God. And here's the thing. 
they correlated. The people who were more willing to uh, to claim that they knew stuff that they didn't know were also more supportive of violence in the name of their god. So, how huh. interesting is that shit? Uh, on, on a scale of one to six, right? <laughs> sure, um, yes. Zero oh, meaning oh, not at all interesting, and six meaning holy shit! I'd give it a solid five. Solid five. I I would agree with you on that front. <laughs> uh, it's not. It doesn't come as a as a shock. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting that 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 would happen. Uh, I I think that that ends up being a a very telling thing. Now there is some question to and you and I were discussing this. They did this, by the way. They they did this uh, with Christians here, but they also did it with uh, Muslim people in uh, Iran. Yeah, and got very okay. similar results. Really? Wow. So, now see, huh? Go ahead. But 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 why is it? Um, why is religion part of this? Well, that's because an it, interesting because question. Because religion, because these these Bible stories just almost be seem to be the thing that they're using to test whether somebody's willing to um, lie about knowing something or not. But you could just as easily have it be in not a Bible literacy. Um, but a, like a film literacy or, uh, yeah. you know, a literary literacy. Um, yeah, exactly. Have you thing. heard of these books? How familiar yeah. are you with these books? And then, you know, you, you, you pepper in some fake titles along with, uh, you know, yeah. to kill a mockingbird and the sun also rises or whatever. I, I agree that that's an interesting question. Like, like and it I, remains... I kind of just want to know how that works in. Right. And because and apparently that's. Yeah, because it's not just because atheists could also be, I mean, are, are are also likely prone in similar numbers to uh, social dominance orientation to being oriented toward a uh, a hierarchical idea of society, and it's hard to know whether those people, you know, are also supportive of violence within their in group in yeah. similar ways that uh, Christians are. There's another really interesting correlation, however, okay. which they discovered, which was that prayer was positively and significantly associated with supporting religious aggression, what? but church attendance and religiosity were not. So apparently people who pray more are more associated with religious aggression. Now that to me... <clears throat> is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know what it said. What does that say about prayer? Or or the or the propensity or the 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 I mean maybe it says something about cuz to me what I, you know, what I associate with people who pray is people who don't feel you know, because when you when you feel like you've got a handle on your life, you don't necessarily <laughs> right. go to God for much. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're not when when you feel like you understand the world around you and you're 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 able to make your own way in it. It feels like mm. that those people are less likely to go to God and mm. ask for help. Sure, yeah, because everything, yeah, okay. That's just, just this is just well, guesswork. Uh, we are yeah. not talking about the study right now. We're talking about Dan guessing so, about things. So what what you're suggesting though is that that because things aren't necessarily maybe going very well for somebody, so they are relying on prayer, that they might f enjoy uh, the 
hearing about violence they might indulge enacted in, in sort of the 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 name of of their god yeah my side's winning or i like yeah. it when my side wins or something i mean it's hard to draw conclusions from these things, right? Because right. I mean, it's just it's it's brand new. It's this study that, you know, that that. Uh, I mean, I I don't know what it all what it all means for right for for like as far as like actual takeaways, um, but I mean, it sounds as good as anything, right? Like well, and I think that also like when I hear about this. This, you know, self-enhancement where people are, you know, are seeing themselves as being, you know, more high and mighty than they actually are. I, my guess is that that comes from a pretty deep uh, underpinning of not feeling up to snuff, of, mm. of having low self-esteem. So they right. mask it with this higher, you know, with this inflated sense of self. And if that were the case, then yeah, I can see them both wanting, needing to pray more often and also needing to like sort of feel an aggressive sense of, of justice from in with, from within their in group, a sense that like they are the winners and that they can take on all comers and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Just guessing. Just out there guessing, but I thought that that was a really interesting sort of uh, glimpse into a type of, because look, every religion, every major religion on the face of this earth claims to be a religion of peace, <laughs> and every major religion on the face of this earth ain't. So <laughs> I, it's always been one of the great sort of mysteries. How can you claim to be the religion of peace? How can you talk about Jesus's message being, mm. you know, peace and love and, you know, be kind to your neighbor. And, you know, if someone strikes you, turn the other cheek and all of that stuff. And then have centuries of history of just murdering the shit out of everybody. Because it's, nobody chooses their religion, right? Well, there's that. Right? So, or not, I can't say nobody, but, like, typically, you don't choose your own religion. Conversion is set aside here, right? Right. Um, and so, like, you know, if you grow up Christian, right, and you're a shitty person because you're just a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that, that's just, like, anyway, I don't. I don't know exactly the point that I'm trying to make, but, like, like why why do you see like like why is there this like disconnect between the message of Christianity, which is one of supposedly of peace, right. and the fact that like it has a hard time finding people who enjoy that message, right? Or who connect um, to it, or who to even connect, understand yeah. that message? Exactly, right? Like, well, if you if you just grow up, if you're just given this and forced to be in this religion. Um, and people are generally have a lot of problems yeah. with violence and dealing with in group, out group type situations and, and whatnot, then, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, y your religion is, is going to prove to be no better than any other religion in preventing violence. I don't think, unless it's a remarkable religion and there well, do seem to be a couple of those out in the world that are, that succeeds slightly better. I don't know if that's true, though. You know, I think yeah, it's my I perception. don't either because I, I, I used to hold up, you know, Buddhists as like, well, you know, they're, they're not violent, and then you, right. look, you and then you know, Myanmar proves me wrong, so okay, 
<laughs> I guess it's just people that yeah. are violent. And the it's other people. thing to me right. is like all religions, the uh, any religion that believes that they are correct, and you know, not all religions fall into this, but certainly the Abrahamic ones all believe that theirs is the right and revealed word of God. Right. And that means that everyone else is wrong. And then, and so you're breeding in a sense of superiority. Just, it's just baked into the dough. There's nothing you can do about that. I am superior to you. You're wrong. And, you know, so anybody who, you know, you're you're, you're starting from a place of a superiority complex. Yeah. Yeah. It's not healthy. I'm just saying it it ain't healthy. Uh, You know, when your religion has to be studied in psychology today, there's a problem. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, uh, listen, if you have anything you'd like to add, dear listener, to this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us. Podcast at Thank God I'm Atheist Dark Carb. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Uh, Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. We will let you in. Also find us on Twitter at TGIAtheist. Good things happening over there. And speaking of that, thanks so much to Amy and Danny for your help on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to you, dear friends, for tuning in. We sure appreciate you. Bye-bye.